Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. Today is episode six in our eight-part series on double strategy, and we're going to talk about how to use height to win in doubles. So we're talking about the height of the ball. Uh, I'm going to discuss the best times to lob, um, tactics to dip the ball low at the opponent's feet. Uh, We'll talk about serving, returning, uh, playing at the net, um, playing from the back when both opponents are at the net and a lot more. So I want to get into all that here in a second. A couple of quick announcements before we do. Uh, first off, I want to do a Q&A podcast episode. So if you have a question, you can submit it at vtennistribe.com slash question. And a lot of you have already submitted questions because I announced this last week in the newsletter. Um, but for those of you who are not subscribed to the newsletter, Uh, You can submit your question there, um, and it can be any question you have about doubles. So you can ask um, if there's a specific team or player that you just can't seem to beat, uh, if there's a particular skill that you want to develop and you want to hear some of my favorite drills to develop that skill, uh, if there's a certain formation or partner or uh, whatever it may be that you're struggling with, um, include as much detail as possible uh, in your question and in that form, and then I will be able to uh, answer it as best I can on the uh, podcast. So I'm hoping to do that episode uh, either next week or the week after, depending on um, how many questions we get uh, through that form. So again, go to thetennistribe.com slash question and you'll find the form there. Uh, Another quick announcement. Um, I think I mentioned last time uh, I'm going to start creating some new courses. So July 13th is the target launch date for uh, 25 winning doubles tactics. So a lot of you have already purchased that ebook. You're going to get a discount on the video course if you bought the ebook, Um, and there will be kind of a package deal for those of you who want to buy both. Um, But that's going to be a really, really um, excellent course um, sharing my 25 favorite tactics. And I'm going to show um, a whiteboard kind of talking you through it on video as well as examples of um, it actually, uh, each tactic actually being played out um, in a doubles point. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But for today, we're going to talk about um, how to use height to win in doubles. Uh, Again, this is episode six. Um, seven and eight are going to be depth, which will be really great, uh, and then direction as well. Um, so when we're talking about height, we're talking about hitting the ball higher or lower. And I like to think of this in three different zones. So 
Um, kind of the sweet spot for most players is having the ball around waist level or um, up to maybe their chest or shoulder height. Um, so that's kind of the the neutral zone. And we want to avoid that for the opponent. We want to obviously have the ball in our own neutral zone or in our own sweet spot. Um, so anything high would be kind of the shoulder, neck area, and above. Anything low would be kind of the knees or the ankles, um, anything down there. Uh, so in general, um, in terms of strategy, hitting the ball higher buys you more time. Uh, it gives your opponent more time to react. Uh, and usually we want to hit the ball higher when we're on defense. Um, the opposite of, is true for hitting the ball low. So usually we want to hit the ball low when we're on offense. Now, of course, there's exceptions to this. Um, if I am at the net and have an overhead, I want to hit the ball hard down into the court so that it gets up high and goes over the opponent's head and maybe over the fence. Um, there are times where um, I am on defense and want to hit the ball low. If I'm back at the baseline and the opponents are at the net, um, I'm kind of in a defensive position, but I may want to dip it low at their feet. Um, so there are exceptions, but in general, hitting the ball higher buys you time to react, time to get back into the point. So you want to do that on defense. Hitting the ball lower uh, takes away time from the opponent. So you want to do that on offense. So um, I'm going to go through different tactics for serving, returning, rallying, uh, and then at the net as well that I feel like height comes into play. So serving, I feel like height is actually kind of underrated. Um, the kick serve is the obvious one that, um, you know, if you have that skill set, typically that's four or five level and above. Um, but if you do have a good kick serve, you can kick it up high. Uh, high to the backhand is what a lot of players struggle with. Um Personally, I like when players hit a kick serve high to my backhand. So, um, uh, you know, it just depends on the player. Uh, but I do struggle when players hit a low slice serve to my backhand. And a lot of teams I play don't pick up on that. So they'll hit a few kick serves to my backhand. I'll hit them uh, back with a lot of pace. And then they'll just avoid my backhand from there on out. Or sometimes they, they don't avoid my backhand and they just keep hitting it there. But they never figure out to keep the ball low to my backhand, uh, which is a shot I'll struggle with a lot more. So experiment with that. Talk with your partner. Um, tell them, hey, I'm going to hit a low slice to their backhand on this one. See if they look uncomfortable with it. Or I'm going to hit a kick serve up into their forehand side. Or I'm going to hit a slice out wide in the deuce court to their forehand. Let's see how they handle it. Uh, let's see where the ball crosses the net. Maybe it's a ball you can poach on. Um, so experimenting with height on the serve, it's not super easy unless you're particularly skilled, like I said, four, five and up probably. Um, but if you can do it, um, it is, I feel like, underrated and can be effective. So keep that in mind next time you're out there. Uh, as far as returns, um, there's a lot of different return tactics that we can use that involve height. So I've talked a lot about the lob return. It's something I've added to my own game over the last five years or so. And um, honestly, I'm using it more and more. I see it all the time at the pro level. Uh, and then at the club level, it's a great tactic to use as well. It's best used from the deuce court, lobbing down the line against two right-handed players because the server has to cover it and they have a running backhand. And then the net player has a high backhand volley if you do leave it short. 
Um, from the ad cord, it's a little more difficult. You can still do it though. Um, I recommend hitting that shot over the net player's backhand side um, and just hitting it kind of cross court or more towards the middle of the court. Uh, again, depth is key here with this lob and you want to hit it um, obviously high enough so that it gets over the net player's head. If you do lob down the line from the ad court and the net player's right-handed, if you leave it short, they're going to have an overhead. Um, so you're going to need to take the ball early um, and hit it not too high, but high enough to get over their head. If you hit it too high, that buys them more time to get back for that overhead. Um, another great return tactic is to dip the ball low. So this is kind of a go-to return in doubles. Um, hitting the ball low over the net strap is um, a great return because it kind of is between the opponents. It makes the volley more difficult for the uh, net player if they do poach. Uh, and if you're able to hit some topspin and kind of dip it low at their feet, it makes it that much more difficult. So dipping the ball low is, a again, a great return tactic. Um, one of my favorite ones is... Uh, in the ebook, 25 Winning Doubles Tactics, I call it Bait the Middle. So it's from the ad court against a right-handed net player, and you return it just left of the center net strap and try to bait them into a backhand volley. Um, ideally, they kind of stab at this backhand volley, and they miss it. Sometimes they'll pop it up. Sometimes they'll let it go, and their partner uh, might get confused or might think it was their ball. You can cause a lot of confusion with that return. But regardless, um, dipping the ball low is great against um, a serve and volleyer. Uh, it's great if you like to return and volley because of the server, even if they stay back, if you hit the ball low, they have to kind of move forward uh, and lift the ball on their next shot, which means you're going to have an easier volley uh, if you are returning and volleying. Um, so those are two great options um, in terms of height uh, for returning. Next, I want to talk about um, using height during the rally. So this is after the serve and the return are already in play. So there's a few tactics you can use when you're rallying from the baseline during the point uh, that involve height. So my favorite one and, and one of the most obvious is to hit the ball high over the net to buy yourself some time to move forward to the net. Uh, I've been doing this a lot recently because I've been playing a 10-0 mixed doubles, and I'll match up against a 5-0 guy or a 5-5 guy who has better ground strokes than me, um, but I can hang once I get to the net. So instead of trying to bang forehands cross court, uh, I'll hit a high loopy forehand from the deuce court uh, and then come in behind it, and it gets me more time. I'm able to hit that first volley from inside the service line rather than at the service line. Um, if I'm able to hit it high over the net with good depth, um, it creates a better matchup for me. When you're in the ad court hitting this ball, it's even easier because you don't have to hit it with as much pace because the net player has a backhand volley. And most club level players don't have a good high backhand volley. So you can hit it more towards the middle of the court and still high over the net without risking the net player picking that off um, depending on your skill level. So Think about that when you're using that one. But again, the point is high over the net, come in behind it. Um, you can also lob down the line, like I was talking about with the return tactics. Um, a lob down the line is a great shot to come in behind, especially if you're in the deuce court and you're playing against two right-handed players. 
Uh, or if you're playing a lefty and you're from in the ad court, you can lob down the line to get them uh, running to their backhand side. Um, on approach shots, uh, hitting the ball low is actually underrated in my opinion. Um, a lot of people, and I would say way too many people, especially at the 303540 level, try to take an approach shot and hit it too hard. Um, they'll either try to whack it at the net player or hit a down the line winner. Um, or hit a, a winner cross court or hit with tons of pace cross court. Uh, but instead, um, a lot of times the best approach shot can be just a low chip or um, a low kind of flat shot back cross court to the baseline player. And the reason for that is it's a lot easier to lob off of a neutral ball. So any ball that's kind of around my waist up to my shoulder height um, is a lot easier ball to lob on. But if you can hit them a lower kind of chip shot or a flatter shot where they have to run forward and they're hitting from the height of their their ankles or their knees, um, it's going to be a lot more difficult to lob on. And what they're going to do is pop that ball up. So if you're able to close into the net after that approach shot, um, that ball is going to be rising when it gets to you and it's going to make for an easier volley to finish the point on that ball or even the next ball after that. Um, so you're going to put the opponent in a difficult position and you're going to miss fewer approach shots, which is really a key um, at the club level. Way too many players are missing uh, too many approach shots because they're going for too much. Um, I want you to use that to set up the next ball. Um, when both opponents are at the net, uh, the situation changes a little bit. So we, we can either go low, we can hit a low dipping shot like I talked about with some of the returns, or we can go high. Um, neutral is typically not uh, the ideal shot that we want to hit when both opponents are at the net. The key with this is to notice how close they are at the net. So early on in the match, you may not get this right, but if you can observe and kind of study what happens when the opponents do get to the net, you can adjust your strategy during the match. So um, I used to play uh, a few teams when uh, I played in 4-5 who would close the net really hard. They would play really close to the net. They both serve and volleyed, um, and they got really close to the net, and I really struggled against them. I could not beat these teams because I didn't have a lob. Uh, and then I added the lob to my game over the next couple of years. Um, I improved it a lot, and I started to beat those teams because I knew every time I played that team, they closed the net really hard. So my first shot after their approach is going to be a lob, or my first shot after their half volley, um, which would be uh, you know on their servant volley, I'd hit a solid return at their feet. If they hit the half volley well back to me, my first shot I knew was going to be a lob because they closed the net so hard. So again, the key here is to notice how they how close they are to the net. After a few lobs, they might back off and then you can dip it at their feet again. So it's kind of a game of, of chess or a game of cat and mouse where you're kind of adjusting your strategy accordingly. Um, if they are a little bit back off the net, you have a neutral ball, whether it's a forehand or backhand, um, typically the dipping shot is good uh, or is the best strategy and low over the middle to the deuce court player's backhand. So just to the left of the center net strap, assuming they're both right-handed um, is going to be, you know, all things equal. That's going to be your best target. Now, if one player is weaker than the other, 
going at their backhand volley um, might be the better strategy if you can. Um, another option is to give them a high backhand volley. Uh, I used to play with um, a player at four or five, and he he had these like really good high topspin ground strokes, and they weren't lobs, but they did come high over the net. Um, so you, when you'd watch him play, you'd think that the opponent could uh, could easily attack those the ground strokes that he hit, but they were very heavy and they had good pace too. Um, and a lot of players really struggled against him because they would think the ball was going out, but it had lots of topspin on it. So they'd let it go and then it would dip down into the court. And then a lot of times they would try to hit it out of the air, but uh, it had decent pace as well. So they would catch it late um, and it would set up our next ball or they'd make an error. So sometimes a high topspin ball um, up around the, the head or a little bit higher area um, can be effective as well, especially to the backhand side. So this is going to depend on kind of your skill set and the opponents you're playing, but that's another good option for you as well. Um, but regardless, the key to all of this is noticing the positioning of the opponents and then adjusting the height with which you're hitting accordingly. Uh, the last position I want to talk about is when you're at the net. So when you're um, at the net uh, with your partner or without your partner, often when you're on offense, lower and shorter uh, is is a better um, option for a lot of the reasons I said for the approach shot. So if you can hit kind of a lower, shorter uh, volley to the baseline player and they have to run up and lift the ball, then you're able to close the net more and uh, put away that next ball because they're going to lift the ball. It's going to be coming up uh, as it crosses the net, and it's an easy put-away volley. Um, If you and your partner are both at the net, you do have to get into the staggered formation, which I'm not going to get into here. Um, I've talked about that on other episodes and talk about it in my net play strategy ebook um, if you want to check that out. But um, regardless, uh, one person does need to be covering the lob, but Um, Like I said, lower is often better um, when you're at the net with those volleys. The exception is going to be, um, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you have a high forehand volley or an overhead and you want to put the ball up high over the fence or over the opponent's head, um, that would be the last option for that. So um, those are a lot of the tactics where I feel like height comes into play. Uh, Like I said, next week we're going to cover... Um, or in the next episode in this series. I don't know if it'll be next week or we'll do the Q&A episode, but we'll cover um, depth, which is um, probably one of, probably the top two or three uh, most important um, in this series, along with time and maybe uh, uh, position or direction. So um, anyways, thank you everyone for listening. Um, Feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions at all. Uh, be sure to fill out the Q&A at vtennistribe.com slash question so I can answer your question on the next episode. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Doubles Only Podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more.
You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at vtennistribe.com.